Lekutei Sichais, Chelek Yutes, Parshas Dvorim Sicha Gimel. This last book of the five books of Torah begins with Moshe's final address to Bnei Yisroel. It is five weeks before Moshe's passing. Moshe recounts the time when the nation left Sinai to go to the land Hashem had promised them. In verse 10, Pasuk Yud, Moshe says, Hashem lekechem hirbe eschem. The Lord your God has multiplied you. And behold, you are today as the stars of the heavens in abundance. In Posuk Yud Aleph, Moshe continues and says, Hashem May the Lord God of your fathers add to you thousandfold as many as you are, and may he bless you as he spoke concerning you. Rashi quotes the words in Pasuk Yud Aleph, May God multiply your number a thousand times and asks, what is the purpose of Moshe repeating further in the verse, Hashem will bless you as he spoke concerning you. The answer, B'nai Yisrael, says Rashi, B'nai Yisrael complained to Moshe when he blessed them to multiply thousandfold that he was limiting their blessing as Hashem had blessed them already with the promise to Avraham that their number would not be countable, would be measurable, like one cannot count the dust of the earth. Moshe responded, saying, This blessing of a thousandfold is mine, but God will bless you as he spoke concerning you. The source of Rashi's explanation is the Sifri on this Pasuk and the Medrash Dvarim Rabbah. The Safri teaches, the nation said to Moshe, We don't want you to bless us. God has blessed us and promised Avraham, our forefather, I'll multiply your descendants like the stars of the sky. And I will make your offspring abundant like the dust of the earth. And you, Moshe, are placing a limit on our blessing? Moshe answered, This is my blessing. And the Sifri gives an analogy of a king who had many possessions, and he had a young son. The king had to go abroad, and he said, If I leave my possessions in the hands of my son, he will squander them. So saying, he appointed a caretaker for his possessions until his son would grow up, and the caretaker would give the son a stipend for his own use. The son protested, saying, Is this all the gold and silver my father has left me? And the caretaker answered, This that I give you is mine. What your father left for you is in keeping. And so Moshe said to Israel, Hashem alekechem yesef alechem kochem elof ba'amim. May Hashem add to you, such as you are a thousand times, this is my blessing to you. As far as yours is concerned, v'yavarech lachem kasher diber lachem, as Hashem spoke, so he will bless you. The sands of the sea, the produce of the earth, the fish of the oceans, and the stars of the heavens in abundance.
At first glance, the way it seems presented in Rashi, the Safri, and the Medrash, the complaint the nation had was, God's blessing is without limit, that we will be a boundless people in number. Why does Moshe bless us with a blessing that has a limit? Kochem elef pa'amim, a thousandfold. But in that case, why does Rashi change the context and begin with a question about the repetitive nature of the blessing? Why doesn't Rashi bring or begin with the argument that the nation expressed as the Safri and the Medrash do? Particularly as Rashi's methodology isn't to lay out the difficulty in the verse. Rashi gets right to the explanation where the challenge in the verse becomes clear, as we have often discussed. As well, even if the question, why the repetition, wasn't presented by Rashi, we'd have to say, Zumashalihu, this was Maisha's blessing to them, just so that it would not discredit the blessing of if one can count the dust, one can count you, the uncountability, the uncounted, uh, the uncountability or the immeasurability of Israel. A third question here is regarding why Rashi's proof for what the nation said to Moshe comes from the promise that God made, Asher im yuchal ish limnes, the immeasurability of Israel, their abundance, which cannot be counted. Unlike the Safri, the Safri brings his proof from the earlier part of the verse where Hashem promises, I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth and I will increase you like the stars of the heaven. Also, if Rashi is intent on exploring this limited elif pa'amim thousandfold, why does he quote the words preceding it, Yosef Aleichem Kochem, may Hashem add to you. As well, we want to specifically understand the question. The commentaries ask about what value Moshe's blessing of a thousandfold brings to God's boundless blessing. As the Gemara teaches us in Babakama, that testimony for a small sum becomes subsumed within a claim for a larger sum. There are commentaries who suggest that the answer to this is that Hashem's blessing to B'nai Yisrael is fulfilled only when we uphold God's Torah and mitzvahs. And Moshe's blessing is not dependent on that or on anything at all. Or that Moshe's blessing was for the present and God's blessing was for the future. But these excuses, really more than answers, suit the Safri and the Midrash, as the Safri brings the parable of the king who was providing for the prince's future needs. This could indicate that God's blessing was for the future, and the blessing of the Apatropos, the guardian, is for current use. Looking at the Midrash, we can deduce the same. The Midrash says, and when the king will come in the future, when Hashem will bring this blessing upon the nation. Hence, there are two different eras when these two blessings are fulfilled. But Rashi's explanation is for the literal intention of the Pasuk. And Rashi says simply, the blessing of Elif Pa'amim is from me, and God blesses you as he promised. And Rashi does not allude at all to two different times of fulfillment, which tells us that there is a simple reason that Rashi sees no need to allude to two different times of fulfillment. We understand this in the following way. According to the literal intention of the verse, and even according to the explanation of the Safri and the Medrash, Maisha's limited blessing 
of Elif Pa'amim compared to God's unlimited blessing really isn't a puzzle. For man, no matter how great he is, is still a limited creature. This is comparable to the broadly explained teaching in Jewish philosophy that discusses how limited beings cannot produce unlimited and infinite things. For example, time, which is a limited construct, cannot extend endlessly. Time is a composite of moments, hours, days, etc. So while there may be a larger and smaller infinite number or infinite amount of time, unlimited hours would be greater than unlimited minutes, as an hour is composed of many minutes. Generally, the Safri and the Midrash aren't addressing infinity absolutely. Rather, they speak of an exceedingly great number. The context of God's blessing, Vihir Besi, Ezaracha Kechechve Hashamayim, Vesamti Ezaracha I will increase your children like the stars in the heavens and make your children as numerous as the dust of the earth without applying a number, tells us that the nation will be so vast in number that it will be particularly difficult, nigh impossible, to count this high of a number, like the sand of the sea, as God promised to Avram, numerous like the sand on the shore, indeed, as the Sifri states here, kechol yamim, like the sands of the sea, which so vast in number that it simply cannot be counted. Much like we are forced to understand that when we read in Parshas Miketz that Yasef prepared produce so plentiful like the uncountable grains of sand at the sea, it was seven years worth of produce, but so abundant as to be uncountable. This was the complaint the nation had, according to the Safri and the Medrash. A thousand is a measurable, countable number and severely limits God's blessings. But this isn't the situation according to the literal verse. According to the verse, a thousandfold of Israel is a great big number. And so Rashi doesn't begin with the complaint the nation had, as does the Safri and the Midrash. What is puzzling in the verse is the repetition of Avivarach Eschem Kasher Diber Lochem, that God will bless you as he spoke of you. And so Rashi answers this, saying, and they complained to Moshe, saying, why are you limiting the blessing? And so Moshe says, this is mine, but God will bless you as he promised. In fact, the nation at the time numbered 600,000 men, ages 20 to 60, and then there were women and children to account of at least 2 million. So a thousand times 2 million would be 2 billion. And it's just not logical to suggest that according to the verse itself, there's a complaint about this blessing of Maisha by saying, how can you limit our nation to a billion? As well, and most significantly, it's understood that the expression a thousandfold doesn't mean an exact thousand. It means many times over, far more than a thousand. And that's how Moshe's words were to be understood. Particularly as the multiples of people standing on dry land is not as numerous as the stars in the heaven and the dust that covers the earth and the sand at the sea. A good portion of the earth's surface is off-limits to man. And you need to estimate and include or calculate how many people can actually exist on earth and, and people coexist and will continue to coexist with other nations, with other living creatures, with homes and villages and fields and vineyards that fill the world 
And above all, above all of that, the only correct place for a Jew to be, in, according to Torah, is in Eretz Yisrael. And though Eretz Yisrael is Eretz Hatzvi, the land of the gazelle, which the Gemara in Gitten explains to mean that just as you can stretch a deer's hide, so you can stretch Eretz Yisrael, she is just a tiny little land on the face of this earth. So the actual number of people who can dwell on this earth, considering all that, is far smaller than the mighty amount of dust of the land and sand of the seas, particularly if you put that all together. And so according to the literal intention of the verse, it turns out that Yesef Aleichem Kochem Elif Pa'amim, you will be increased a thousandfold, is not a contradiction to God's blessing, because God's blessing is figurative and not literal, like the stars of the sky, like the dust of the earth, and like the sand of the sea. And on the other hand, the expression Elif Pa'amim, a thousandfold, too can be said, not in a literal sense, to mean unlimited in number. But when Moshe repeats, and God will bless you, as he said, it's understood that Moshe needed to add this as a response to the complaint of the nation, which is why Rashi says that the nation says, Moshe, you're limiting our blessing. God has already promised Avram that if one can count the dusk, it is so uncountable and so uncountable will you be. When God blessed them, saying, if a man can count the uncountable, Rashi explains that just as one cannot count the dust of the earth, so God's children cannot be counted, which speaks to the vastness, the fact that they cannot be counted rather than to the vast amount of dust that exists. So the question the nation is asking is, are you limiting our blessing, saying a thousandfold? God said we wouldn't be countable. But Moshe was putting an actual finite number, a decipherable, measurable number, to his blessing. Even though kochem elef pa'amim, as you are, a thousandfold, can mean a very great multitude of people, and it can allude to far more than the number mentioned, putting a number on it still is creating a limit, as you are now, thousandfold more. Therein lies the difference between Sifri and Medrash, and Rashi. The Sifri and the Medrash state that the complaint to Moshe was you are limiting our blessing from God compared to the blessing God gave us to be numerous as the stars in heaven and the dust of the earth. Rashi, however, teaches that their complaint was you are limiting not the amount of our blessing, but by placing a value upon a blessing that God placed no value upon and essentially made valueless. Hence, Rashi doesn't mention the stars, which are in fact countable, or the sound, sand, which is too actually countable. Rather, Rashi quotes the verse that speaks to the immeasurable amount of dust of the earth, to which Moshe responds, Zumi shalihu, avalhu yivarach eschem, kasher diber lachem. This blessing is from me. This blessing that Moshe gives is also about Hashem's increase of the nation. But because Moshe transmits it and it is received from Moshe, it carries a limitation. But, says Moshe, who Yevorah, Hashem, God, will bless you as he spoke. That blessing will be fulfilled as God has blessed in an immeasurable, uncountable fashion. This explanation is understood as well from the wording of the verse, Yesef Aleichem Kochem, you will increase in number 
Moshe is a limited being in terms of time and space as well, cannot remove himself from his organic finiteness, from the actual number of kochem that they are and that he can see before his human eyes. God, on the other hand, blesses from a point of infinity and sees the nation as they will be in the future, an uncountable multitude. Similarly, though not exactly, the idea that God spoke the Ten Commandments to the nation in one verse, and then each commandment became a self-standing commandment. Looking into the depths of this Rashi, we learn the following. In the writings of the Arizal, whose Yartzeit is the fifth of Av, when Moshe said, until this point, the blessings are from me, and heretofore God will bless you, as he said, we are experiencing Moshe as manifest in the numerical equation of Kel Shakai, with the letters presenting in their complete sequencing, the Aleph, Aleph, Lamed, Pei, the Lamed, Lamed, Memdalid, the Shin, Shin, Yud, Nun, the Dalid, Dalid, Lamed, Tuf, and the Yud, Yud, Vav, Dalid, which totals a thousand. And this one thousand represents the expansion of Bina, Moshe's strength was to the point of Bina, the experience of Ima, and so he blessed them to the number of 1,000, saying, This is from me, but beyond this you will be blessed with God's infinite blessing from Chachma, from supernal Abba. The corresponding lesson and the literal intention of the verse and the deeper insight in Pnimiya Satira is seen in the following explanation. Bleak tzava without limitation as the Sifri and the Medrash teach it, though not actually immeasurable, serves only as a figurative term. The idea, even only figuratively, is stated in Torah, which is Torah's emis, absolute truth. And so the statement that the nation will be like the stars of the sky, the dust of the earth, like the sand of the sea, a number made immeasurable because of its vastness, is in fact so, because in its spiritual root, it is indeed without measure. It is the descent from source to this finite world that creates limitation and makes it too much to count. In other words, the limitation in number of our people only exists as a result of our descent into a limited world. In essence, we are, in fact, beyond measure. And so, according to the Safri and the Midrash, the vast number, so vast like the stars in heaven, like the dust of the earth, like the sand of the sea, flows from the unlimitedness above, from a source of Ein Saif that transcends Atsilas, and a limited amount considered a determinable, a determinable number, is rooted in the higher sphere of limitation in the ten spheres of Atsilas, where definition and limitation already exist. Even a discussion about the finite number of the nation is, according to Rashi, different when it's Moshe's blessing or God's blessing. In Moshe's blessing, the finitude is obvious. And in God's blessing, the vastness of the dust of the earth, it's not a discernible finitude. As the source of everything is above, understandably, the root of these two finite experiences are of the already measurable aspects of Atsilas. Thus, their descent below as finite and measurable, their descent below as finite and measurable, and are experienced in this world in measurable number.
versus when the source is a light beyond measure, beyond vessels, transcending division, this becomes drawn down into a lower realm of immeasurability in regards to what is measurable in this world. Vastness, like seemingly immeasurable stars, like seemingly immeasurable earth's dust and the sand of the seas. What's different here is whether the vessels are discernible or not. Hence, God's blessing in the explanation of the Safri and the Midrash are of the level of Keser, beyond vessels. As Parashi, however, the blessing is from the realm of Chachma, where there are vessels, yet so subtle as to not be experienced as such, and only the light is experienced. And the vessels are called lights for this reason. Moshe's blessing is of the realm of Bina, where vessels can already be experienced as vessels. This unlimitedness of the teachings of the Arizal, as explored in the teachings of Chabad Chassidus, a contemporary study for our generation, and the experience of Ein Saif, the... Excuse me, I'm, I'm stepping, I'm going back for a second. We're talking about the unlimitedness of the teachings of the Arizal as explored in the teachings of Hasidus Chabad, the contemporary study for our generation, and the experience of Ein Saif, and the measurable experience of Torah study through Pshat, the literal intention of the verse, merged and studied together as one single teaching will bring us to merit the era when the number of Israel shall be like the sand of the sea, neither to be measured nor counted. Our future reality speedily in our days.